Welcome to Mindful Elevation, a podcast that explores the healing powers of energy psychology and mindfulness. My name is Rachel Tallheimer, and I'm a licensed independent clinical social worker with Elevate Counseling. Join me in my conversations with some incredible guests to see how energy psychology has impacted their lives and how you can use it to improve yours. Not only are these guests my friends and colleagues, but they're clinical professionals with expertise in their fields. These conversations are packed with laughter, honesty, and tons of insight into energy psychology. Feel free to listen at your own pace and in your own space. Thanks for tapping in to today's conversation. On today's Mindful Elevation episode, I am so excited to share a conversation with my friend and colleague, Hannah Campbell. Hannah is a licensed independent clinical social worker who likes to work with young adult and adult clients who are experiencing life transitions and change and who require support with self-esteem and managing stress. Hannah likes to identify the client's own strengths and skills in order to work through their challenges. She specifically likes to work with those who identify as givers. She has experience working with students, veterans, substance use issues, general mental health, and co-occurring diagnoses. Hannah is an incredible clinician, and I am so excited that she's here today to talk about the five love languages and how you can use them towards yourself. Stay tuned for an awesome conversation. Welcome back to Mindful Elevation. This is Rachel here, and today I am so excited to have my friend, my colleague, Hannah Campbell on today's episode. Hannah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I've been listening along and enjoying the podcast. I'm really excited that Elevate has started a podcast and to be a part of it. So thank you. I'm so happy that you were listening. That's awesome. So tell me, why are you here? Well, I, I know why you're here, but tell the listeners why you're here. So today we're going to be talking about the five love languages. This is a concept that has historically been used to strengthen relationships from couples to families. But today we're going to be talking about how to use the five love language as a tool for strengthening self-love. Very cool. The five love languages by Gary Chapman, right? Yes. Towards yourself. Tell me why this is important for our listeners to know. Obviously, having healthier relationships is beneficial for everyone, but developing a strong self-love practice is equally, if not more important. We experience a lot of societal pressures to show up in the workplace, show up for our family, show up in our communities, but we truly cannot give to others without first giving to ourselves. I'm hoping that our listeners can take away from this that self-love is not selfish, but sacred. Say that again. Self-love is not selfish, but sacred, right? Say it louder for those in the back. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny you say that. I actually have a sign right here in my office that says to love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. So I guess we are, we're loving ourselves today. All right. So let's dive into it. Tell me what are the five 
love languages and if you can give some examples and everything that would be great yes so the first of the five love languages is words of affirmation so what this can look like in a relationship would be expressing gratitude such as saying thank you what this could look like for a family in terms of a parent-child relationship would be giving praise right such as saying i'm so proud of you so when we're going to take this and practice it on ourselves What this would look like would be positive affirmations, just a little plug for one of the past podcasts that talked about positive affirmations. That's right. Please check in to uh, Jess Kaufman's episode on positive affirmations. Exactly. So if people want more information about that, I would encourage them to listen to it. So an example of a positive affirmation would be saying things such as like, I can do this. As we know from cognitive behavioral therapy, how we talk to ourselves greatly influences our relationship with ourselves and others. How we're thinking influences how we're feeling, how we're acting, and it can greatly influence how we're interacting with other people. Absolutely. And even it ties into our beliefs. It's not just thoughts influencing actions. It's thoughts influencing beliefs influencing actions. I actually have a really funny tool that I use with a lot of my clients to help shift their thought process when it comes to talking to themselves. So I tell them that all of their thoughts are little gnomes, (laughs) like little, little, little gnomes in their little hats. And every morning they need to get to work and work is ultimately the spoken word. Mm -hmm. And they can either choose to go through the negative highway which I mean there's never any traffic very easy to get to work very convenient they know how to get there without even thinking or they can go through the self-love forest Mm. very difficult to navigate your way through the self-love forest no one's ever been there before there's really no trails one day one of our thought gnomes says hey I'm sick and tired of driving down this negative self-highway yeah I'm going to decide to go through the self-love forest instead. And bit by bit, even though it's uncomfortable and they don't quite know where to go, eventually it feels better. It becomes more routine. They start to track a path. And then all of a sudden, all of their gnome friends are following the self-love forest. So awesome. But when we start thinking about our thoughts as little gnomes Mm -hmm. in little cars or whatever you want it to be it makes changing our thoughts a little more fun right having a way to conceptualize it is so helpful another helpful analogy that I once heard was thinking of yourself on vacation going to the all-you-can-eat buffet and thinking are you going to choose the food that you don't like does it make you feel good makes you feel sick Or are you going to choose the foods that you really enjoy, that bring you happiness, that make you feel good? So bringing it back to it's our choice, our thoughts, our opinions, and opinions can change. So we can choose how we're going to think. Exactly. When we think about what we can control, we may not be able to control our thoughts, but we can always control how we respond to our thoughts and how we retrain our brain to then think. Absolutely. 
What we also want to be mindful of is the messaging that we're surrounding ourselves with. It could be listening to an uplifting podcast. So you've come to the right place. Yeah. (laughs) Could also be following inspirational people on social media, reading an empowering self-help book. So again, if you're someone who appreciates words of affirmation from others, then it can be a really incredibly empowering experience to practice positive affirmations on yourself, right? We're not sitting waiting for someone else to give us praise. We can give ourselves praise. It's all about internal validation. Exactly. Which I know so many of our clients, so many of our listeners, and maybe even ourselves struggle with, Mm -hmm. right? We always want that external validation and that approval and that permission, but we have to go inward for that Mm -hmm. internal positive affirmation. Absolutely. Nice. The second of the five love languages is physical touch. This doesn't just have to be intimacy. What this can look like in a relationship would be holding hands, hugging, cuddling, um, same for right, like a parent-child relationship. And then what this can look like for practicing self-love would be doing a spa day, getting a mani-pedi, getting a massage, or really just tapping into our own physical senses. So taking a bath or a shower, using a weighted blanket. We know from research that strengthening our mind-body connection can really enhance our overall health. Therefore, creating time to check in on our physical needs is super important. Absolutely. Actually, it's funny you mention taking a shower as physical touch, love language. There's two things I want to mention. Number one, taking a shower, part of hygiene, ties into Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We need that basic physiological need met right yes. uh and then in addition have you ever heard of a mindful shower oh i don't know if i have but i'm, I'm picturing how that would probably go and that i should probably do that more <laughs> so for the listeners a mindful shower is basically you are fully engaged and fully aware of every single part of the shower from the temperature of the water to how the water feels on your skin to the smell of your shampoo to the lathering of the soap down to watching the water go down the drain mm. and it is it is so peaceful and I love it love so. that yeah just just a little tip you a know takeaway for tomorrow yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. what's next the third of the five love languages is quality time so what this would look like in a relationship would be having a date night. The same for what this could look like in a family would be, you know, sitting down and having dinner together, being fully present. What this would look like in terms of self-love, being fully present with ourselves. And so ways to enhance tuning into yourself would be getting rid of the distraction. So disconnecting from technology and social media, practicing, as you were just speaking to, the mindfulness If it's going for a walk, being fully present or journaling and being fully present with what are my thoughts and feelings that are that are coming up in this moment. You know, as the reminder, it's quality over quantity because we spend a lot of time with ourselves. But are we being intentional about the time that we're spending with ourselves? That's really powerful. Do you know how hard it is to actually sit with feelings? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough, especially in our culture and our society. We want distraction. We have distractions in our pockets. We have distractions all around us, you know. I I feel like I'm the type of person who will have Netflix playing while I'm scrolling on my phone. Right. There's just not enough distraction, but the real challenge comes from 
being able to sit undistracted. Exactly. It's polite to put our phones away when we're with someone, though Mm -hmm. it's polite to do that to ourselves. Stop it. I love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, right. So the fourth of the five love languages is gift giving. This doesn't just have to be materialistic things. What this could look like in a relationship would be, again, getting someone a present or being creative and making someone something, essentially just showing the person that you're thinking of them. So this would be similar for practicing self-love, treating yourself or taking the time to tap into your creativity and making something for yourself. Do I dare sing a Miley Cyrus song? Do it. I can buy myself flowers. Beautiful. Thank you so much. (laughs) Miley knows. Miley Miley understands. She knows self-love. Right, right. (laughs) Takeaways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love buying myself flowers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the fifth and final of the five love languages is acts of service. So what this would look like in a relationship would be helping to take a small or large task off of your partner's plate. It could be, you know, cooking, cleaning, helping out with the family. What this could look like in terms of self-love would be similar, essentially putting in the work and showing up for ourselves. So for instance, engaging in counseling, facing our negative self-talk, even when it's hard, is an act of service to ourselves. Pursuing our goals, breaking them down into tasks, not procrastinating is also an act of service. And so this actually is my personal favorite of the five love languages. The way to my heart would be to take something off my plate and, and again, write that it's empowering. So I can also do that for myself. So when I'm showing up for myself, getting things done, being able to sit back in a clean house, being able to face that thing that I've been dreading that creates so much relief is very therapeutic. So I'm really hoping that our listeners can take away from acts of service because a lot of times we think self-love is just the warm and fuzzy stuff, but acts of service is kind of the more putting in the hard work, but we owe it to ourselves to show up for ourselves. So even doing the hard work is a form of love. Mm -hmm. That is a tough thing to sit with, but I'm glad that you mentioned that. So you say that your favorite love language is acts of service. Yes. How do you feel you can practice your own acts of service towards yourself? Getting those things done off my to-do list, right? Like, and not procrastinating. And that makes you feel good? Yeah, it makes me feel great. (laughs) (laughs) So, but no, yeah, because Rachel, I'm curious as to what your favorite of the five love languages are. So... I love a good mani-pedi. Mm-hmm. I love a good massage. I love a good facial. And it's funny because it's it's not only the physical touch, but it's also a gift to myself. Mm-hmm. It's quality time with myself. Mm-hmm. In a way, it's acts of service to myself. Really? It kind of checks all the boxes there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I really like to multitask with my uh, love languages. Yeah, love that. But it's, it's so important to me, especially working in – the mental health field, right. you know, to avoid burnout, I need to fill myself back up. Absolutely. You can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And so I'm filling myself up the way that I enjoy most. Right. But that actually brings me to another question. How do people find out what love languages work best for them? Because a Manny Petty for me, that fills me up. That gives me self-love. But odds are that's not going to work for everyone. So... How do people find what love languages are to them? That's a great question. In order to care for ourselves and love ourselves, 
we need to be creating the space to get to know ourselves in order to know what we need. So sometimes figuring out what we don't like helps us to figure out what we do like. Hmm. May I tell a small anecdotal story? Absolutely. Fabulous. So this past weekend, actually, my friend invited me out on a nice little nature walk. And I said very specifically to her, if this is a hike, I don't want to do it. And she goes, no, 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 Rachel. It's a cute little nature walk. There's a reservoir nearby. We're just gonna we're just gonna walk around. It'll be it'll be nice. Sounds I, lovely. I have snacks. It'll be good. Three and a half miles later. Oh. Yeah, this nature walk turned into a hike, and I was not a happy camper. So clearly, hiking and now maybe even nature walks are not my love language. If I need to calm down or refuel or tap into that love within myself, I am not bringing myself out to the middle of the woods. However, I know a bunch of people who would absolutely love that. True. So it's really just about finding what you need. I also think about in terms of gift giving, I feel like gifts, they're so tricky because there's the thought behind it, but then there's also like, but does the gift actually reflect that this person knows me? Yeah. For example... I don't like coffee. I know people are surprised by that considering my bubbly personality. I stay caffeinated in other ways. However, (laughs) if someone were to give me coffee as a gift, I'd be like, well, thank you, but that's not really me. So clearly, I'm not going to be practicing self-love by going out and getting myself a cup of coffee. So sometimes it's just starting off, what do you not want? What do you not like? And then from there, starting to figure out what you do like. Great examples. So ways to figure out what you do like could be reflecting on what are your values? What are your interests? And honestly, checking in with yourself as to does this align with the life I want to live? I love that question. Or just doing an inventory of what are your frustrations? Because that can be a great indication of something that's lacking. For example, if we're frustrated with work, then that could mean we need to take some time off to practice self-love or we need to set a boundary in order to protect our peace. Are you saying that setting boundaries is actually self-love? Absolutely. It makes me think of a Brene Brown quote, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. Good quote. Powerful. Brene knows what's up. Brene and Miley, they should really get together. Yeah, have some special guests on the show. (laughs) If either of them are listening, please join Mindful Elevation. I would love to chat with you. Yes. Setting that boundary is daring to love yourself and respect yourself despite the possibility of disappointment and I don't know, maybe that's a gift to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Setting boundaries. What do you think? It could check off a lot of boxes because, yeah, it it also is protecting our time. So the quality time. Yeah, very true. That's really powerful. I like that. Mm -hmm. So Hannah, I have a question for you. Yes. What's one way that you can practice a love language today to yourself? 
Great question. I'm hungry. So I will be having a mindful meal with myself after this, practicing quality time, right? Being present with myself, being present with the food. I encourage everyone to do the same today if they're listening. Food is fuel. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, how about you, Rachel? So fun fact, I've actually been training for a sprint triathlon. And I find that when I'm training and I'm working out and I'm going for a run or I'm on my bike, that's really my quality time. Mm. So this morning I went for a bike ride and that was my quality time where I got to be with myself. So that that was my love language this morning. Love that. So our listeners can aim high, go for the triathlon like you are, or, or right, start small. Just make sure that you're eating today. Okay. Really, there's a spectrum. Yeah. You know, there's there's really a broad range here. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. I, I honestly like that it can be as simple as eating a good meal mm-hmm. or training for a triathlon. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's whatever that person needs. Absolutely. Awesome. Any final thoughts? Just thank you so much for having me. You know, this has been great. I really hope there are some takeaways for our listeners. And again, just reminding our listeners that self-love is not selfish, but sacred. Thanks so much for joining me, Hannah. Thank you. I want to thank Hannah again for joining me on today's episode. I had a blast learning about the five love languages and how you can use them towards yourself. Hannah was gracious enough to provide some links that you can find in the description all about the five love languages. You can even take the five love language quiz to see which love language works best for you. And if there's anything that I'd want you to take away from today's episode, it's that self-love is not selfish, it's sacred. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tapping in to today's conversation. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. If you'd like to learn more about Elevate Counseling, you can find us online at www.elevate-counseling.com. Follow us on Instagram at elevate underscore counseling underscore services, or find us on Facebook at Elevate Counseling Services. For those seeking services in Massachusetts or surrounding areas, call our intake at 508-297-1491. New episodes of Mindful Elevation will be released every last Monday of the month. And keep an eye out for Energy Elevators every Monday, where I will be teaching energy psychology techniques and tools you can implement into your daily practice. Until then, keep grounding, keep healing, keep growing. Stay mindful.